Section 74 of Through Fairy Holes of My Book House. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bedwer. Through Fairy Holes of My Book House. Edited by Olive Bupreux Miller. The Month of March. An Italian Fairy Tale by Georgine Faulkner Chapter 74 The Month of March An Italian Fairy Tale by Georgine Faulkner Once upon a time there lived in Italy two brothers. The elder, named Sien, was as rich as a lord, and the younger brother, called Lys, was so poor that he had barely enough upon which to live. But Sien, although rich in fortune, was poor in spirit, for he would not give his brother a lira, even if it were to save his life. So poor Liz set out to wander over the world to seek his fortune. He wandered on and on until one wet, cold night he came to an inn, where he found twelve youths seated around a fire. Now, when they saw poor Liz shivering and shaking with the cold, caused not only from the severe season, but because he wore such ragged clothes, they felt sorry and said, Pray, draw up closer to the fire and sit with us until you are warm. Thank you kindly that I will, said Liz, and he began to hold out his hands toward the bright blaze. While he was getting warm, one of the young men watched him closely. This young man looked so sad and cross that one might almost fear him, and suddenly he growled out at Liz, Well, countryman, what do you think of this weather? What do I think of it? replied Liz. I think that each month of the year must perform its duty. But we, who do not wish to give praise to heaven, and who always want everything our own way, do not look deeply enough into things, whether what comes into our fancy is good or evil, useful or hurtful. So in winter, when it rains and snows, we want the sun of summer, and in August we grumble with the heat and long for the rain. Now, if our wishes could come true and seasons would be turned topsy-turvy, the seed sown would be lost, all the crops would be destroyed, men would faint with weakness, and all nature would be upside down and go head over heels. Therefore, let us leave heaven to its course and each month to its own duty. You are a wise young man. You speak like Solomon, said the youth. But you cannot deny that this month of March is ill-natured to send all this frost and rain, snow and hail, wind and storm, fogs and tempests, and all other troubles which make one's life a burden. Why, you are not fair to the poor month, answered Lise. You tell only of the ills and do not speak of the benefits March yields to us. For by bringing forward the spring it starts all life growing, helps along the cause with the sun, and leads him to the house of rain. The youth was greatly pleased when he heard what Liz said, and his face lost the sad look and became bright with happiness.
for you must know this youth was March himself, who had arrived at that inn with his eleven brothers, and he was questioning Liz only to find whether he would speak good or evil of a month so sad that the shepherds do not like to mention it. He was so grateful to Liz for trying to see the good rather than the evil, that to reward him for his kindness, he gave Liz a beautiful little casket, saying, Take this, and if you want anything, only ask for it, and opening this box, you will see it before you. Thank you, thank you, said Liz, and putting the box under his head for a pillow, he went to sleep. The next morning early, Liz took leave of the youth and set out on his way. It was windy and snowy, and poor Liz felt the cold again. How nice it would be to travel in a litter, he said to himself, and then he suddenly thought of his magic casket. So he opened it and said, I wish I had a litter lined with cloth and with a little fire inside that I might travel warm and comfortable through the snow. No sooner said than done, for instantly there appeared a litter with bearers. Carry me home, Liz commanded, and in great comfort they carried him on his homeward journey. When he was hungry, Liz opened the little box and said, I wish for something to eat, and instantly there appeared a feast fit for a king. One evening, when they came to a wood, Liz opened his magic casket and said, I should like to rest here all night where this river makes such a merry music on the stones. Then there appeared a tent with a couch covered with a soft mattress, warm blankets and silken robes, and when he asked for food, another tent appeared with a table and sideboard filled with gold and silver dishes, containing all the choicest food one could imagine. After he had eaten, he lay down to sleep, and in the morning when he awoke, he opened his box and said, I wish to have a handsome dress, for today I will see my brother. No sooner said than done. Immediately there appeared a dress of black velvet with edging of red and white lace collar and cuffs and an embroidered mantle of cloth of gold. So when Liz was dressed in his royal robes, he looked quite like a prince. When Sian saw his poor brother arrive in a litter, dressed in all this splendor, he could scarcely believe his eyes. How did it happen? Where did you get these sudden riches? he asked. And Liz told him of the youths at the inn, and he showed him the wonderful present they had given him. But he did not tell Sian the conversation he had with the sad-faced youth. Sian could hardly wait to visit the inn, but he told his brother to rest at his home, for he must be tired after his long journey. Then he started off post-haste, and soon he arrived at the inn, where, finding the twelve youths, he began to chat with them. Now, when the sad youth asked him the same question, what do you think of this month of March? Sian made up an awful face and said, Confound the miserable month. It is the enemy of the shepherds. 
it stirs up all ill humors and brings sickness to our bodies it is such a hateful month that it would be a blessing to the earth and the greatest gain to men if it could be dropped from the year march who heard himself thus slandered controlled his anger though his face clouded with wrath he waited until morning and then as a sian was about to depart he gave him a fine whip saying whenever you wish for anything say whip give me a hundred and you will receive your reward thank you thank you said sian and he went home in haste this is a magic whip i'm sure he said to himself and now it will give me gold as soon as he reached his own home he went into a secret chamber planning to hide all his money and he said whip whip give me a hundred whereupon the whip gave him more than he bargained for on his legs his back and his face until he screamed with pain so that all in the house heard him liz came running to help sian but he found he could not stop the magic whip until he opened his magic box and commanded the whip to stand still. How did this happen? asked Liz, and Sian told him the whole story. You well deserve the punishment, replied Liz, for you have no one but yourself to blame. You have always been greedy for gold and little have you cared how you attained your wealth you should bridle your tongue for you never can know whom you may hurt by your unpleasant word let this whipping be a lesson to you to speak well of everyone in the future for good words are a merchandise that cost nothing and usually bring profit that is not expected then Liz put his arm about Sian and comforted him. Never mind, brother. Do not seek for more wealth than heaven has given you. There is enough in my casket for us both to share, and we will forget the past and begin again. When Sian heard the offer of his generous brother, he cried out, O oh, my brother, forgive me for my past unkindness to you. I truly deserve the gift March gave me, but I will begin again, as you say, and try never to be unkind. So the two brothers live together for the rest of their days, and share their good fortune, and from that time Sian spoke well of everybody and everything, and he saw no evil, for his heart was filled with love. End on section 74 Recording by Bedwer